Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time AFL podcast for round 20, 2015. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who started a fire at Richmond this week. It's Adam Rosenbachs. G'day, Michael. Look, I thought, uh, I thought after their effort against Adelaide uh, mm-hmm. last week, they needed a little bit of a, a, little bit of a spark, yep. literally. Uh, <laughs> and I thought, what better way to do it than some arson? So I apologise for the lack of eyebrows and facial hair this week. <laughs> but I thought the Tigers, they needed to step up. And what better way to get a team fired up than um, a good old-fashioned towel fire? Yeah, setting fire to towel. Wasn't it sound like the towels maybe reacted with chemicals in the pool or something? Well, apparently, uh, it sounds very Stephen Dank to me, but um, <laughs> apparently there'd been a... a a chemical spill down near the pool and oh. a property steward had mopped them up using the towels and then put the towels in a pile and then the pile of towels caught fire, just spontaneously combusted. That's pretty frightening, isn't it? Down at the bottom. But uh, he took care of it. The man's name is uh, Giuseppe Mamone and he's the property steward now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but is the property steward, is he not the boot stutter? Well, he should. Well, we got a tweet saying that he is. He is. Like I think got... he's the boot stutter. Is he in line? For, oh, I just want to put this out there. Is he in line for the Clary Fothergill medal? <laughs> is he up? Is he up there? He's put out a fire. I know, but well, did he, did he start, start the fire? <laughs> I mean, are you a hero? Sure he started it. Are you a hero if you save people from a house fire that you started? <laughs> well, that's up to the police, isn't it? <laughs> so maybe it's the I don't know. Maybe his maybe his way of bring, bringing things down from the inside. I'm not yeah. sure. Maybe he's had it. Maybe he's had it with Richmond. No, but maybe it's, 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 it's title the joke that Damien Hardwick's making about his wife. Yeah. You don't don't disrespect. A lady like that, particularly not in the Richmond Football Club. No, absolutely. And so he he wants to kind of settle things down. Started a fire, mm. but it worked for him. They got up against, they smashed Gold Coast. Having said that, they did only lay one tackle in the first quarter. Is that true? Yeah. So were they well ahead in the first quarter? I think they were like six goals to two, but that. Oh, so there was no need to, no real need to tackle because they had the ball. One is not many. No, and that was, many that was to Dustin Martin. He was the only tackler. And they had, I think it was like 40 to 9 mm. to half time. I'd have that's a, not a ferocious Richmond team. That's not a, that's not a towel-burning team that I know. I've got a very vague memory of, um, I think it might have been uh, in the 80s or so, late yeah. 80s. So I can't remember if it was a Hawthorne team or a Victorian team even. But um, they went out to their match and they set themselves the target of 40 tackles in a game. 40 in a game? 40 in a game. That's how much it's changed. Wow. If Carlton could get to that level these days, <laughs> I would be excited for that. Um, so we did have the Richmond Fire. We, we actually got a – we've been kind of inundated with a few messages about boot starters, Adam. Yeah. And so we should be. They're, they're the people, like, they're blamed for a lot. Yes. But they get no glory. Yes. Yes. And that annoys us here at, at uh, Junk Time. <laughs> Even John Brown. Remember John Brown when we did the interview? Yeah. Oh, do you remember that <laughs> when we talked to John Brown? No, vaguely. <laughs> and he uh, talks about how they didn't have his boots ready for him at the yeah. game. They didn't pack them. They were up in Queensland. Could you imagine that moment for that boot starter, though? The poor guy. He's when probably you just a volu- go, Are they oh, volunteers? shit. I reckon not. I reckon yeah. there'd be a big enough job that you had to be around. During the week. No, that's fair enough. And they do have to pack for the. Inter- I mean, I, I think it was the Collingwood shows at the club. Yep. And they showed them essentially packing for an interstate trip. Yeah, okay. And uh, a huge amount of stuff that they had to take over there. Uh, you know, your oranges. Absolutely. You've got to do all that kind of stuff. I actually, I caught a flight over to Perth. Your, your snakes for half time. Oh, you need that sort of stuff. Uh, your Gatorades. Yeah, they of need course. to pack all that. Do you reckon he had, like, he forgot Brownie's boots, but he had a dozen crownies on ice. <laughs> so Brownie was like, ah, okay, I'll let you go. Them. I flew over to Perth with the Collingwood side one time mm-hmm. uh, for gigs. Uh, they weren't doing gigs, I was. They were oh, playing footy. Some of their work is very funny. No, that, that is very true. And they all had their individual uh, lunch packs. Oh, they would, wouldn't they? So yeah. So from the dietitian. So he hands out, like, cloaky, here's some uh, hmm. 
I don't know, here's a little kinder surprise yeah. for you so you get to play with a toy to <laughs> occupy for four hours. That kind of stuff. Swannies, some KFC and a couple <laughs> yeah, of bourbons. Exactly. Yeah, and here's something, uh, have this before you get through customs. They would. They'd walk around with their little lunch boxes and the like, wouldn't they? Yeah, so that's the dietitian's job. So obviously the uh, – but would it not be if you're the boot stutter, mm. you're, you're an AFL player, you get free boots, mm. you get your moulded, you get your, your long stops, yeah. you get whatever you need. Does he need to go – is it up to him? Well, that's what I wonder too, like – what the fuck is he doing? Like, do you... Is it just an old guy they feel sorry for? But are you taking your boots home, cleaning them yourself? Or they, do you leave everything at the club? Do you take your jumper home? Do you bring your jumper to the game? No, I, I, I don't do think, think everything's do. there. I think everything is left at the club. We really need to talk to a boot starter, don't we? We do. Yeah, we need to find out the information that we need. We need to talk to Clary Fothergill Jr. Yeah, well, true, true. <laughs> and see what he's up to. That is a very good point. I imagine that they... Do you even bring your mouth guard or do you leave your mouth guard there? Do you have more than one mouth guard? I would say you'd have more than one mouth guard and I would imagine that it's always in... You'd have a kit bag. I'll tell you what. I saw a story and it was a Hawthorne website, I think, and it was a lady who would clean the jumpers. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. Yeah, so she'd clean the jumpers and well, hang them up. Mate, if you're a 19-year-old and you're in charge of looking oh, after that's your a good jumper, point, actually, yeah. one, it's not getting washed, <laughs> and two, if it is, it's getting uh, cooked to a crisp in the dryer. Or yeah. you're putting it in the dishwasher yeah. with all your, all your food, uh, all, your, all your dishes. Um, yeah, she, uh, it was, a, I think, a trainer at the club, like mm-hmm. an older gentleman. Yep. And he'd... Is this one of the people say uh, a first year player might go and stay with that family? Oh well, they they fit the mould if they were that type of family. Absolutely. And he would take the jumpers to his mum, and she'd give them a wash, and she she would have been pushing ninety or so. I like it. And then hang them up on the um hang them up on the line. So they're air dried. Yeah, they're air dried. They're still smelling Febreze. Yeah, yeah. So that's lovely. Well, that's that's one team. So So at least when you're tackling that. Club, you go, fuck, they're kicking our asses, but these guys smell delicious. Hell, it's crisp. Yeah. <laughs> Is this summer breeze? Oh, that gold's really striking <laughs> in this <laughs> autumn light. Yeah. <laughs> um, so well, we especially, got... too, for a lot of away Guernseys, uh, they could get stained quite easily. A lot of grass stains. There's a lot of white jumpers now. A lot of white jumpers. Mm. All, all the way mm. Guernseys are a lot of white. So you, you can't expect, again, you can't expect, there's a lot of nappy sand going on. Mm. Do they, how often would they refresh the jumper, have a new jumper? So if you get blood all over your jumper, do they really go, oh, why bother washing it? Well, they get ripped a lot. They must have, each player must have at least going into a season, say, 15 mm. jumpers. Because if you get a Gatorade Bukaki, that needs to be washed. Well, yeah, actually. I mean, it's sticky as all fuck. Do you hold on to that? Do you just chuck it out and go? We chuck it out, or unless you're like Cam Guthrie and you switch it with Juddy after the game. Oh, yeah. Because you want to sell it on eBay. <laughs> but yeah, I would say maybe uh, we, we should suss this out, but I would imagine at least. So you've got 11 home, 11 away. So mm. there's, well, there's, there's two jumpers you need. But how many, how many jumpers do Hawthorne have? Well, we'd have, well, the home. We have that kind of home? that flashy gold one. Yeah. And then an, do you have another away one or is uh, that just I, your standard away one? I've got a feeling there's another away one. Yeah. Then you've got your indigenous ones. Yeah, that's true. Which they might have worn a couple of times. And yeah. probably after the first Indigenous round, they might have signed those because they didn't think they were going to wear it in support of Adam Goods. Yeah, good so point. So they go, do we get more printed? Are they yeah. got them sitting there? And do they, you know, when at the end of the year when they sell the merch and stuff yeah, and they yeah. say this is their actual jumper. Yeah, that's not their actual Yeah, jumper. I know. You can't. And if but you also, pulled that from behind the glass, is that smell of hodgy sweat? But then also on the flip side of that, would there be players that would change them at Half time or something. I think if they would get be. a bit wet. Bit, yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, if it's raining and you're getting a bit wet, you probably would put on a new you jumper. You definitely change your jumper. So then you've probably got two per game. Oh bloody hell! This is. And so you've been uh, you've been a bit of a biffer. You've been jumper punched. Mm-hmm. You get it torn. Yeah. You've been in a fight. You got yeah, another you jumper going. Don't hanging off. Yeah. Gee, there's a lot of questions. Yeah. And that's just the jumper. That's just the jumper. What are Tell you doing about shorts? shorts? <laughs> yeah. What happens if you're getting uh, chased down from behind and you, you shit yourself a little bit? Yeah. And it's a it's a not a not a home game. Yeah, I reckon they. Those. I reckon they would just bring their favourite underwear, and that would be it. No, but players don't wear undies anymore, do they? They wear like uh, the, the speedos, the, or whatever. No, the sort of uh, sports shorts. You know, your under yeah under underlings, under armour sort of. You know, the long sort of shorty short things. Yeah, well, well, yeah, whatever. Compression whatever, Yeah, whatever suits them, yeah. You whatever. don't see any Bonds undies anymore, which is a bit of a shame. Well, <laughs> if we hark back to the original, <laughs> footballers were footballer and they'd yeah. wear real underwear. Exactly, and you get them dacked and you see they're real balls. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. So we got an email from uh, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan, for your email. And uh, he said, g'day, blokes. Mm. Friendly way to start. Knows as well, knows as well. <laughs> 
Oh, actually, it's even better. So a bird I work with. Awesome. We love you, Ryan. I love you, Ryan. Yeah. Anyway, he talked about um, her grandfather mm-hmm. was a boot starter for oh. the shin boners. Mate, imagine yeah. being a shin boner for those boys. Yeah, this shin is boner. 70s. 75. Oh, this is genuine. This is during their first run of premierships the as well. Victoria 75 grand final. He was also guardian of the premiership cup. Wow. For the night of the grand final, as he didn't drink and took it home for safekeeping after all the players and staff were getting ball gagged in the rooms after the game. Okay. I mean, <laughs> the premiership you, you need to keep, you need to keep the um, cups away from people getting ball gagged. <laughs> I've always said that. I oh, know, ball bagged. Sorry, not ball, oh, ball gagged. Bagged. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a Freudian slip from Michael. <laughs> I read that wrong. How was your Saturday night? <laughs> Yeah, so that was really, that's quite cool. So yeah, so he would kind of uh, he was given the cup to kind of look after, so that you know Keith Gregg and Blighty and uh, Wayne Schimmelbush yeah. and like didn't go Ross too Henshaw, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Could you, all right, let's let's hark back to Mickey the mid- Nolan. Did Mickey Nolan play in the seventy five Premiership? Oh, is he the galloping gasometer? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Let's hark back to the seventies. Mm-hmm. What what did the North Melbourne team get up to in nineteen seventy five? Like where did they go to? They would have gone somewhere in the into inner city Melbourne. Yeah, well they would have. Ended up at Arden Street, you'd imagine, but they probably would have had a a dinner of some type afterwards. Yep. Um, suit and tie? It would have been. Nice velvet suits? Yes. Highly flammable kind of polyester suits, perhaps? Yeah, I reckon. You'd, um, need, the, uh, you'd need the Richmond uh, property steward around to keep you safe from, you know, bursting into flames. I'm doing a quick look to see if there's any... Um uh, photos of celebrations. So what was around there? I, I don't even imagine if they went into the city, they probably went to a local North Melbourne pub. I don't, I don't think there would have been a big celebration. There was no casino to go to. No, that's true. That's so true. where do you go to? Do you go to Parliament House? Was there was the was the Premier inviting you in on the on the Saturday night? How big a deal was it in the seventies? Well, they were. Well, you probably well you, you probably you, you had like what would you have? You have forty five beers, yeah, yeah, and definitely. then you jump in your car <laughs> and you go for a bit of a hoon around the city. Yeah, that's what they did back then because <laughs> it was all legal. You didn't put your seatbelt on. Just we want a bloody They were they were quite the um, uh, fan favourites at that time. The shin bonus, yeah, because oh, well, by the fact they were the. They'd never won one. They'd lost the grand final the year before. Yeah. Um, they were overwhelming, uh, supported by the fans at that game. So they were the underdogs. They perennial underdogs, were they? Because well, they came in in the 20s. So they wouldn't yeah. have won anything for, what's that, 50 years? Uh, yeah, well, they come in in 25. Yeah. Is it 25 with yeah, Hawks was, and Doggies? Yeah. yeah. Um, so they, I think they played a grand final in the end of the 40s, I think. Oh, good times. And then they played in 74 and 75, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I'm just looking around for any kind of celebration stuff. No, there's just lots of pictures of people hugging and the like. You know, they probably did, and I'm not sure whether this is the lead into it, but they probably went to the zoo because they're close to the zoo. It's yeah. just across Flemington Road there. True. And then just gone, how much, say in 77, 78, would it be if we wanted to get an elephant and <laughs> run it around the boundary line at Arden Street? And the guy's going, mate, just fuck off. It's never going to happen. They go, we'll be back, buddy. When we win the replay in 77, yep. we'll get ourselves a fucking elephant. <laughs> so you're saying that it came from kind of a drunken a drunken idea after a premiership celebration? No doubt about it. We One of them an took elephant. an elephant for a joyride. Uh-huh. Like, you know, like Dennis Banks stole the fucking bus. <laughs> They've taken an elephant for a and gone, you know what, this would be great for the fans to see this. <laughs> and the zoo's gone, we're fucking up for it. We need some people coming through. <laughs> Jeez. 40 years since that premiership. Mm. Long time, isn't it? It is a long time, Michael. Mm. You're correct. But I'll tell you what, uh, there has been some really good shit teams out at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carlton, can I just talk about my team? We've, we've rocketed to the bottom. Yep, yep. Not only did we lose to Brisbane, but we got flogged and gave up a lot of percentage. <laughs> yep. And Brisbane have now jumped to 17. So good on Carlton. Yep, and Jamo didn't want to shake Mitch's uh, hand. Mitch Robinson, uh, we got rid of him because he was, he was no good. He mm. got 30 possessions and 15 tackles, mm. which is more than Richmond in a half of football. Mm-hmm. And we weren't happy with him. There was a few, there's a bit of, a few scuffles during the game. It was actually a bit feisty last night. What? Mitch Robinson? Yeah, <laughs> I know. And he, he gave Jamo a bit of a jumper punch during the game. Yep. And then afterwards, you know, Robbo being Robbo, he doesn't remember it. He doesn't know what happened. Yep. He doesn't know people don't do that. He went up to shake Michael Jamison's hand and he's ghosted him. He's turned his back on him. He's gone, <laughs> fuck you, Robbo. Not giving you anything. And then Jamo was disappointed by himself after the game. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever done that? Kind of got, not gone to shake the hand? You know what I do? And I always found this is very entertaining, but not for the people that you're playing against, is when I would win a pool game at a, uh, at a pub, mm-hmm. I would give the limp, wet fish handshake to the people that we've beaten. <laughs> and we nearly got our heads kicked in a lot of times for doing really? this. Yeah, people aren't happy with that. They're like, mate, just do it properly. You're like, whatever, buddy. We beat you. You're the loser. Fuck you. I don't remember if you... Oh, no. I mean, we did shake hands and the like, but I don't remember it being um, too much of a thing. I think, I, I, I think at junior now. level they made a big deal that you shook the opponent's hand. Because yeah. it, you know it was all about it's a sport. Mm. 
and you you showed respect to your opponents. I think they're big on it now. Like the, I know, in juniors, yeah. Well, I go to junior games and then they they the two teams kind of line up and then yes, walk okay. in like they do in soccer kind of thing yeah, and yeah. walk their way through. Yeah, and there's a lot of kind of three three cheers for the umpire and three cheers. Oh, for the we had to do three and, cheers for yeah, the umpire. Yeah, three cheers for that. Fuck, this is not weird. It is very weird, yeah. isn't it? And why don't AFL teams do that? That's a good point. Why does it stop? They go oh, fuck the umpire. Yeah, what it? age? What age do you kind of go, fuck that shit? I reckon the umpire... Uh, uh, sorry, I reckon uh, under-18s, I reckon you start to give up on that. Mm. You're just like, oh, I hate that because It I, cost us the game. I mean, I played... So it was like amateurs, like, it was like 15 years ago, but I, yeah. I, I'm i pretty certain we'd still give three cheers to the umpire. Did you? Yeah. Oh, good on you. Pretty certain we did. It's very nice. Hip, hip. And then you drive the umpire home. Yeah. Risty in the car. Whoa. No? <laughs> you never won a flag. <laughs> I didn't cross that line. Yeah. Um, but oh, I think, Jamo, you, you need to shake someone's hand. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just respect, especially for Robbo. What's he done wrong? What's, mm. what's Mitch Robinson ever done wrong, ever? <laughs> well, the Lions are now uh, 17th on percentage. Yep. So Carlton's got first pick. Well, yeah. Do you want that? Here we go. Well, I don't know. Does Ed Kerner have an older, fatter brother? Yeah. I mean, I need to know who we're going to pick up. The indignity of the first pick? Yeah. So would, be, would that be your second or third wooden spoon? I don't mean, I'm not saying this in a mean way. No, no, that would be our fourth, I think. we got got shit team. I mean, yeah. I'm not saying it in a mean way. No, we got Cruiser, we got Mark Murphy, we got Bryce Gibbs, so yeah. that's three. Yeah. So, yeah, this would be our fourth. Bloody hell, mate. Fourth in a decade. What an era. That is a rock. <laughs> this is a team. This is a team of just consistency. Yeah. And that's what I like about it. Oh, it's a great era. It's People, a great like era. Mick Bolthouse, what an idiot. He was talking about premierships, mate. We're consistent. <laughs> we're going to get number one pick. So, we do, yeah, we do the bottom teams are, are all a tad rubbish, okay? We mean this in the nicest way, junk time. Um, yeah, Brisbane have been struggling for a bit. Uh, Gold Coast, they've fallen apart, haven't they? They've had a shocking year. They should be making finals this year. It's five years, I think, now. Yes, they're, yeah. they're one ahead of, the, of GWS and yeah. they've fallen apart. And again, Charlie Dixon, he rolled his ankle. This dude cannot stay upright. He is just injury prone with little little niggles and stuff. And people are talking about getting him, you know, giving him Trying a 22 year him, contract yeah. and all this kind of stuff. If the guy plays eight games in a row, I'd be happy. He's made a glass, mate. He's made of glass. He just falls to bits. Um, and the Bombers. Now, the Bombers, again, obviously, in the news, they're on five wins. Look, they were up a quarter time. Yeah. I think it was all going their way, and the umpires just crucified them. Yeah, true, to, to 111 <laughs> points or something. So, yeah. the Adam Cooney's suspension during the week, you're more across this than me. Well, last week, so he, he, he came off the square. Mm-hmm. He's picked off Stephen Caniglio, as we say it here. Mm-hmm. Caniglio, how do you say it? Matt LeBlanc. Yep, Caniglio. Uh, he's picked him off. He's hit him head, uh, uh, shoulder to the face. He's put him down. Caniglio didn't play this week, mm-hmm. and obviously they didn't know that that was going to happen. So the match review panel went, we can't work out how to grade this, uh-huh. you know, because it's high and it was uh, deliberate and he picked him off, but we don't know how to do it. So we'll put him straight to the tribunal. Yep. And everyone was saying, oh, Kearney. Kearney won't play again. This is Kearney's last ever game. I mean, we love Kearney. Was this a bit, is this a bit like the Viney incident of last year? No, it was more that that was kind of either way, mm-hmm. you know, it was he defending himself, was he did he turn his body, did mm-hmm. he have any other choice? Kearney picked him off. Yep, yeah. Came straight off the square. Well, don't they just then if it kind of is severe enough, they just refer it straight to the tribunal? Yeah, and that's what everyone expected to happen. Uh-huh. You know, four weeks down to three for being a funny bloke. Yep. Funny <laughs> being a funny bloke. So anyway, they decide because they get Rocket E to give him a character reference, and that got him down to one week. Really? He got one week and the Gold, the uh, head of the Gold, uh, sorry, the GWS team said that he first thought it was a joke. Yeah, he someone tweeted him or texted him, and he went, <laughs> They're "Funny games, <laughs> funny games, eh? Huh. Uh, the things you read on <laughs> things you read on the internet." <laughs> and then he went, "Oh fuck, they're not they're, they're serious." Yeah, yeah. So what did Rocket Ed say in that character witness apart from the F and C word? <laughs> <laughs> he, f- he put the fear of God into everyone at the <laughs> tribunal. If you fucking try to fucking suspend that fucking prick, I'll come down and I'll, I'll eat your fucking face off. There's a policeman telling me to be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> so he got one week because he, he had a perfect record up until this point. Oh, good on Brownlee medalist. Yeah, absolutely. Funny. Hmm. Burgerings. Very funny. Yeah, they showed that. They showed him kissing Gary Ablett on the head, head of the brown low. All the humorous things that Coon Dog's done. Yep. Showed him on before the game when he was hilarious. And they went, oh, Cooney, what were we talking about again? Here's one way. Get out of here. Get out of here, <laughs> you scallywag. Yeah. You had, big, you had big white hair like a sheepdog when you came over from Adelaide. Nah, we love you. Nah, we love you. So he got one week and no one could believe it. Yep. And I am stunned that that got away with it. And Nathan Burke, who was on the match review panel, which mm-hmm. is not the tribunal, he said he was lucky. Mm-hmm. 
And Jared Waitley came out and said that Mark Evans, he must appeal it for the good of the match review panel, for the good of the AFL, oh. for the good of the game, Michael. He oh, said yeah. he must review it. And, of course, they didn't. Oh. They went, uh, fuck up, Jared. <laughs> Cocker, go back to 360. See, it's all got very serious, Yeah, it? it did. Yeah, Gee, it went from, like, there. one suspension to, like, uh, <laughs> to like the game's in disrepute and going to fall apart. Yeah. Oh, anyway. So basically they're saying if you pick someone off from the square, it's just a weak suspension. Oh, well, fair so go. So go for it. It is interesting with the tribunal how now they do have that three strikes thing. So, you you know, it's like, ah, you knee him a couple of times, mate. Ah, oh, ah, yeah. You did it again, you little... Yeah. You Come little, on, ah, mate. Here's $1,000. It's, it's kind of it's kind of like parent going, I'm going to count to three. Yeah. <laughs> and otherwise, one more time and you're walking home. Uh, you're walking home. But I think, I mean, the Bombers clearly missed him. Mm. Cooney's like, he's 16 goals. Yeah, he would have made that up. Yeah. Mm. So you're looking at like maybe a 15-point loss yeah, if, yeah. if the Coon Dog was around. And then history's changing and Hoodie's not under pressure at all. Yeah. Um, because everyone's He's out. two more years. Everyone's out for him now, aren't they? Oh, mate. The, the media are onto him. Well, that's what Bomber said during the week. He said that the media will hound them, hound him out. Which, in a way, I do agree with. They do they did go that, after coaches. They did do that to Malthouse. They I think did. we were saying when Malthouse um, uh, got fired, which feels like forever ago, doesn't it? Yeah. I miss him. We all do, Miss Michael. little Mick. We do. I mean, Carlton... I miss not... the fun of the anecdotes about Nanette. Yeah. Carlton have not been the same since Mick Malthouse left. <laughs> No, actually, we have. We've been as terrible. But even Juddy going, like that, feels like forever ago. Yeah, I oh, was at that, that game, mate. Mm. Don't bring it up. Why mm. are you bringing up the? Why are you bringing up the recent past? Um, so Bomber said that. Uh, I'm just getting. You know what? The, the, the press must love interrupt. They, they go. Uh, the, <laughs> the press must love. They just go. Fuck! I've got nothing to say about Essendon. Why don't we give Bomber a call? Hey, Bomber on. Yeah. And then Bomber just goes, Ah, this, this, and this. They're like, Thank you, Bomber. Yeah. Dial a quote front page. Yeah. yeah. Inside, you know, he's an inner sanctum Essendon person. Yeah. Um, he says that. Uh, I don't want them to be Herd's. Oh, oh, he's referring to Herd's days to be numbered. I yep. don't. I don't want them to be. But I think ultimately you, in brackets, media. Yep. In brackets, brackets, Mark Robinson. It will get your mark. Yep. There's a groundswell, isn't there? That happens. If Essendon were doing their job properly, they would say, you know what? We choose who coaches this football club, not anyone else. Yeah, mm. fair enough. No, he's got a point. It's not like they have a poll. Like, they don't have a plebiscite. <laughs> no, no, exactly. They don't, they don't go to the people. Yeah. There wasn't a rally in the city going, you know, herd equality. <laughs> Coaching equality this weekend. Yeah. Um, if we want James to be coached, tell him, sign him up and go with him. It shouldn't be controlled by anyone else. But why do they have to sign him up? He's got another year. That's true. He's contracted till the end of 16. Just mm. hold your ground. Just go, well, he's got a contract. We honour that. Yeah. We are a football team and that's what we do. Mm. We honour contracts. Mm. Like everyone does in the workplace. We've solved the problem right here. Yeah. Um, honour the contract. But God, Brennan Goddard come out and said that uh, people were cowards. Said they were cowards. They were talking about the leaking. Yeah. He said that he lashed out at the cowards who leaked information. Yeah. He was quite forceful too, Goddard. Yeah, he wasn't happy. He's pretty good. Um, he's in a pretty good spot by the fact he's allowed to be a bit of a mouthpiece too, by yeah. the fact that he's... Well, he's not guilty of anything. Yeah, he's kind of separate from the whole thing. And yeah. so he's... It'd be an interesting position to be in because he's kind of an outsider. Yeah. And he'd be worried for his teammates, but he knows that it's not on his shoulders as well. Yeah, he knows that he'll be playing with uh, guys you've never heard of Yeah, year. definitely, He's definitely. Fine. He'll be playing with, uh, you know, 17 of the Danny Nong Rangers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and he's, he's happy to do that. Yeah. It he, doesn't bother him at all. He'll be captain. Yeah. I mean, it's all looking up for BJ. <laughs> yeah, he'll be best on ground every week for the doesn't Bombers. Doesn't bother him at all. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> best he, and fairest, 2016. <laughs> yeah, through to 2020. But he said that they're, they're not just players, they're human beings. They're mm. people, Michael. Yeah. And I think we overlooked that. They're people who got jabbed illegally. Yeah. And that's all I want to say about it. Got some concrete in their ass. Yes. Yeah. A little bit of concrete in the ass. Um, on the topic of that, there's an article that uh, was going around from 2007 from mm-hmm. the Australian uh, newspaper. Oh, yeah. Uh, September 28, 2007. And, and, and you were looking at this because you have a pile of the Australians at your house. Yeah, look, I like to just monitor stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I like to kind of keep things oh, in Oh, you order. never throw anything out. You're a hoarder. In case the topic comes up, I can go back and research it thoroughly. Yeah. Go down to the library, get the microfilm. Yeah, exactly. Check what it did, out. What did Mike Sheen say about this in 1975? Yeah, yeah. It's like my collection of uh, footy records too. Yeah. Just go back to 1985 and just see, you know, their favourite night spot. Yep. <laughs> what their favourite movie was. Yeah. What was pre-Shawshank Redemption? What do you think it was back then? Godfather? I reckon like a Rocky. Ah, oh, Rocky. Good yeah, call. I reckon that'd be one. Rocky or Godfather, I reckon. Um, so let me find the quote. Because uh, there was during the week there was a bit of a narc about how Stephen Dank had been linked to Geelong. Mm. So from his office at Skilled Stadium, Robinson 
Uh, the club's... Hang on. The weapon. The weapon. The weapon. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Yep. <laughs> Here's a description. Dean Robinson, Robinson, a hulking former rodeo rider. Oh, he's not a good way to be described. <laughs> How would you describe him? Hulking, uh, former rodeo. They don't mention that much. No, that I should be. I, I did read that article. I was like, I didn't know that he was a rodeo I rider. I should bring that before. up a bit more. Yeah, I think so. Bucking Bronco. Yep. Should, that should be how he kind of is introduced to every interview. Like when Lose the weapon. When Luke Darcy did that interview in 2013, they, at no stage did no. they mention the, the hulking former rodeo riding days. Disappointing. Um, from his office, um, he said he is in almost daily contact with Sea Eagles fitness consultant Steve Dank. Good. Steve Dank, not Stephen. Steve, Steve-o. So maybe it's a different guy. Yeah. <laughs> different Dank, yep. <laughs> Quote from uh, The Weapon. Uh, is he satisfi- satisfying... I just want to make it clear, I'm, I'm, I'm a very good reader. <laughs> so yeah, no, you're, you're proving to, that. You're proving when you that. have to read out loud, that's when it becomes difficult. Yeah. And I do put my finger to the screen <laughs> like a child. It is satisfying to have had a hand in both. Wait a second. Yeah, as, as Michael said, he's a very good reader <laughs> and he's at uh, grade three level. I'm trying to work it out. He's in almost daily contact. Oh, okay, sure. So he, Robinson did stuff at Manly as well. Right. Spent two years at Manly. Wrote the program, which has the team prime for Sunday's NRL Grand Final. Oh, fantastic. Which they won 40 to zip against uh, uh, the Storm, Storm, wasn't it? That might have been that, that year. Might yeah. have been that year, yeah. Um, it is satisfying to have had a hand in both. So, hand in Geelong and right. a hand in Manly. Right. Two premierships. And Steve has also had a big input here. Oh, fantastic. At Geelong. Fantastic. Even though he is not on the payroll here. Good. And never has been. He doesn't do it for the money, Michael. It's a bit weird to bring that up. He's not on the payroll. To kind of clarify that. Or is he... He's had a big impact, but he's not employed. He's not getting paid on the payroll. He's just helping us out. Bang, bang. He sounds like a a dodgy guy in the car park. That doesn't work here. He just hangs around. Yeah. He just... You you need stuff. You go up to his boot. Yeah. What do you need, mate? I got it in the boot. I got it in the glovey. Um, We discuss ideas and philosophies. Oh, yeah. What ideas do you think? Uh, Which part of China should we get this stuff shipped in from? (laughs) Where are their ideas coming from? How do, you, how do you get around customs? Uh, what should we tell players when we want them to go and get um, gone by needles? Yeah. When they say that's concrete in the arse, you go, don't worry, you'll be fine. We discuss ideas and philosophies, and a lot of them are common to both the Sea Eagles and the Cats. Wow. Now, Eagles, I mean, I'm not suggesting anything. I just find it interesting. No, 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 but you're not suggesting. That's what the whole article alluded to mm. back in 2007. Yeah. So... What we're saying is that the Geelong Premiership's tainted. <laughs> oh, here we go. The weapon. I was a steer wrestler and a rodeo clown. Now, we didn't hear any of this shit Hang about on. the weapon. A rodeo clown? A rodeo clown. He grew up in the outskirts of Sydney, and the bucking bronco world was his first sporting love. So do you think... Bloody hell, the weapon's fucking got say, many say facets. You, say you're in pre-season, Michael. You're yeah. putting through a gruelling session of deadlifts, of... Cleans, power cleans, everything. You, you, your lactic acid has built up. You're at breaking point. Uh-huh. The weapon comes out as a rodeo clown, and you're like, fuck, man, I can do 10 more of these. <laughs> this is hilarious now. They don't need any kind of injections around this. Put on the makeup, put on the, the clown outfit. Mate. That's a weapon hanging around your club. Yeah. It's funny. <laughs> you don't you're, need to have him on the payroll. You <laughs> just have him there. No, exactly. He just loves to do it. He'd do that for free now. Just the weapon kind of putting the clown makeup on. Mate, he'd do that for five bucks now. He made it as far as the 1997 World Steer Wrestling Association titles in Oklahoma and spent several years training rodeo athletes. It's a whole side of the weapon that we've never heard about. No, although I did notice that, you know, when Geelong used to tackle in the 2007 season, mm-hmm. they would jump on someone's back and then just stay on there for like <laughs> 8 to 12 seconds <laughs> and like wave their arms in the air. Oh. They were a weird team, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that bizarre? I, I just wonder, like... If you're a rodeo clown, uh-huh. I know we're getting into a different uh, mm. genre here. That's another podcast we do. Yeah, <laughs> rodeo time. Uh, if you're a clown, is that because you're a failed rider? Like, do they go, mate? You're fucking terrible. You you can't stay on for more than six seconds. Go put on the makeup. And you're like, I don't want to put on the makeup. Is that like the last basically? Like, if you've done your knee three mm. times, mm. is it time to make up up? Maybe a bit of the kind of the road crew or such. The organisers of the event. Yeah, but if you're an elite, if you're an elite rodeo rider, mm. you're not popping the. You're, you're looking down on the clown, man. Yeah, yeah, it'd be yeah. a step down, wouldn't it, to go oh, from like the world yeah. champ or world title, whatever you get. But can you, if you're a clown, can you be an aspiring rider? Can you go? Are they a short someone? They go, who we're going to get? They go, okay. get this fucking clown. Come or they're mate. building up, like you kind yeah. of step up from the clown. You watch from the clown to the, <laughs> to the top. Is there a movie in this? 
Let's write this down. I went to a rodeo years ago. Did you? Yeah, yeah, at uh, Rod Laver Arena. I did some filming for a thing there. Sure, mate. And we interviewed a few. It's incredible. Like, it's frightening. Yeah? Yeah, and, like, they brought a bull up close to us and um, and I think we were filming one thing and the bull, like, moved a nose and we... You shit yourself. Yeah. Did you... How long and ago we talked to a lady who was, like, the rodeo queen or something. Oh, yeah. She'd won some tournament and she um, had to uh, sing the anthem. Oh, good. And she forgot the words. Poor that love. happens. That poor ha- love. Do you know what she should have done? She should have just started singing horses. Yeah. And everyone would have gotten involved. And but it, it would was have been pretty fun. cool. It was pretty cool. Like, I mean, yeah, they're monster animals. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, yeah, big tough dudes. Yeah, well, the weapon. Well, yeah, the weapon. Yeah. The weapon. I didn't know you need to be super strong to be a rodeo clown, though. But again, we'll, we'll research this. We'll yeah, come back next actually, week. We'll yeah. know more. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I must say, I didn't research on Rodeo Clowns. That is disappointing. How long ago did, was, this, uh, was this filming that you went to, to the Rodeo? Could the weapon have been there is what I'm trying to get uh, 2010, I think. 2009. Uh, no, no, 2009, I think. It's, post, it's post-clown days mm. for the weapon. That's a shame. Now, while we're talking about shit teams, Melbourne, let's not forget Melbourne. If we're talking about absolute <laughs> crap, yeah. what a demonstration they put on. They blew all the other teams out of the water this weekend. Yeah, they did. Um uh, some good ones, a uh, little bit worried that he might have to take the job. <laughs> <laughs> now, you were saying Stewie Jew has pulled out of the Carlton job? Well, he said that Carlton have spoken to him, but he's not pursued it any further. So that kind of says that he's not that interested in it. Yeah, yeah. So basically, Carlton will end up with John Barker by default. Well, then, and BB, don't forget G. Willickers. Brendan Bolton. Yeah. Yep. Um, so Does he want it now? Uh, oh, yeah, why not? Yeah, I guess so. Step up. The thing is, if you... if the thing of that, the coach's situation, obviously Adelaide's going to make some kind of decision at yeah, some stage. Yeah, you wonder whether Scott Camparelli wants the job or if he's interested or, he's, you know, he said, I'll do it to the end of the season. Yeah. We'll see what happens after that. And I think was it worse for just like, yeah, I just, I want to hang around, but I don't, I'm to the end of the year, but I don't want the yeah. official job. You know who's around? Mark Neald. Mark Neald? Yeah, I mean, he's just sitting there, heard he's going to get sacked, he's going to need a job. No, actually, Mark Neald now has a job as a rodeo clown. <laughs> Cool. I like it. He's got that, that twitch that puts off all the bulls. Just wears his Melbourne tracksuit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, – and then the thing with Hurdy, if they do get rid of him, which yep. who knows, but um, uh, you're going to come into that job and there could be the possibility that, you know, 30 play, 20 oh, players get suspended. That's a very good point. Yeah, so you wander in and go, I don't know if you really want that job if yeah. you don't know what may happen. It's a poison chalice. Well, yeah. What's well, so, a poison piss trough. So it'd be kind of tricky. So you might almost almost – just stick out with Hurdy, see what stick happens. Stick out with Hurdy, yeah. yeah. See the landscape. Yeah, so it's all very complicated. It is very complicated. But Melbourne, well done today. They were 13 goals down at half time. That is really hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> so good on you. I think they were 50 points down at quarter time. Yeah, I think so. They yeah. kicked two goals in the first half well, to about 13 or 14. Let's give another pump up to the doggies, man, because they're, they're fourth spot. They're flying. Yep. Their percentage went up massively today. Yep. Um, they're 13 wins. Um, they're game off second. Game and a half off second. That's pretty good. Yeah. So West Coast... Oh, let's look at the top four. While yeah, we're here, sure. let's have a look at the top... Let's look at the top eight, Michael. Yeah, sure. Let's sure. just look at the top eight. Well, now we're jumping ahead. Okay, so the Frio Dockers are on top spot. Yep. 16 wins. Eagles next, 14 and a half. Okay, so they're a game and a half behind. So they won't take top spot. Frio aren't going to lose top spot, are they? No, and they can cruise a little bit now too. Yeah. Yeah, because either way they're going to finish... Top two. Yeah. Yes. Hawthorne then next, and then Doggies filling out uh, the Hawthorne's top four. percentage is phenomenal, hmm. 160 points. So if West Coast have yeah, a bit of a fault. We're a really good, really good team. <laughs> yeah, but you got the Blues in the last round, so that's going to take uh, – so that could be up above 250%. <laughs> and then the Doggies rounding out the top four. They have been a phenomenon this season. Yeah, they have been great. And, um, I mean, Sydney, don't count them out just by the fact – we have lost favour of the Swans a little bit, haven't we? Yeah, we have. They haven't really kind of shown the spark that they did last year. Well, I said it. As soon as the cola goes away, they're not top four anymore. Mm, and mm. It's, it's, it's kind of ringing true. And Buddy's hurt. Yes. Buddy's hurt. They're struggling without him. Uh, then Richmond? So Richmond are hoping that they can stay the sixth or fifth so they get a home final. They don't want to go into state again. No, and they're kind of trapped in that little way by the fact uh, they've only got North Melbourne there to protect them for a home final. Yes. So they're going to have to go to Adelaide or yeah or Sydney. Uh, and then we have uh, North Melbourne and Adelaide rounding out, the, um, rounding out there. I'd like Adelaide to make the finals this year. Oh, I think after everything that's happened, yeah. you would like them too. They've got uh, – well, let's look at North Melbourne. They do not have an easy run home at all. Mm-hmm. They have Frio next week, then the Doggies, then the Tigers. Really? 
That is a huge one. If, if North Melbourne make the finals, yeah. I'm going to say this, Michael, they deserve to be there. <laughs> they bloody earned that. But on the flip side to that, that, if they did lose all three, that can knock them out of the eight, couldn't it? Surely it could. I, I imagine if they lost all three, they're gone ski. Mm. Because Adelaide have... They've got the Lions, so they should probably win that. Mm-hmm. Then they've got the Eagles. Yeah. Then Geelong. Oh, so it'll Geelong come down and, to Geelong and Adelaide. Yeah, Geelong and Adelaide could be playing for that final spot. And oh. also Richmond and North play that opening Friday night of the last round. Yep, yep. And let's not forget, um, I'm still on St Kilda to make a late run for it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They could do that. Yeah. They could do it. And people are talking that Port could still be in it because they had a bit of a good win on the weekend. But they got Hawthorne this week, then Gold Coast, then Freo. You're fucking kidding yourselves, mate. Whoever said that, fuck <laughs> off. <laughs> so GWS, who are thereabouts, they've got Sydney this week, followed by the Blues and Melbourne. So they could, again, if they can win two of those three, mm. which they will. Yep. They... Pops them up to 12 wins. Yeah, and North Melbourne could falter. It's all, it's, it's all, oh, bloody hell. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. North, and, they're master of their own destinies. Well, um, let me have a look at, like, well, West Coast have the Doggies and Adelaide. Yep. And then St Kilda. So they should probably win the last one. Frio. I'm, only, I'm just looking by the fact that the gap between second and eighth yep. is three games. So seven teams are between three games. Yeah. Sheesh, it's exciting. It's great. And can we just have a quick look at the uh, wooden spoon there? Mm-hmm. Carlton has Melbourne, huge game. Yep. Then GWS and Hawthorne. So we're not going to lose a wooden spoon from here. We've got it in the bag. So, <laughs> so go Blue Baggers. Well done. <laughs> I think we're doing well. Oh, good on you. Get that little so it's a, that's a, actually exciting uh, last couple of weeks. It's all, it's all up to North Melbourne and Adelaide and Geelong. The last three teams jo- jockeying for the last, say, two positions in the eight. And GWS, if they just hang in there, mm. if they can, geez, if they can pinch a win against the Swans, yeah, they are there. Home final at Spotless. Oh man, people would just descend on that in the in the hundreds. It'd be quite fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would be great. Yeah, I, I think it's a weird thing. Everyone will get behind them until they start winning like six premierships in a row. Yeah, but at the moment, <laughs> if the Bulldogs make the finals, doggies fans get there. You've oh, got yeah. to get behind them. Like, Absolutely. They had twenty thousand last week in a massive win over Port Adelaide. Get out there, doggies fans. There what the a, fuck are you waiting for? A funny banner from our friend of the show, Danny McGinley. Oh, yeah. Today. It was about Membership. It's like to 2015 members, uh, something like you, uh, you liked us before we were cool or something like that. Good one. Something nice, yeah. I like it. Um, very quick update. Um, Chris Scott last night in the post match said that uh, Geelong will not be. Oh, no. Please tell me. They're not throwing out the babies. They will not be throwing out the babies. Bathwater? You know what, though? If you're not going to make the finals, now is the time to uh, throw out the babies. Get rid of your radical. babies. Yeah, do something radical. Get in there. Yeah, do something absolutely Fucking radical. Hell, where's the baby? Mate, we're making the finals. Forget about the baby. <laughs> we're there. So thank you for the uh, person on Twitter who pointed that out to us. We yes, appreciate it. Yes, I'm just it. looking up who that was. That was I, but, uh, d- 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 Will. Will, thank you, Yeah, Will. thank you, Will. And Will I do appreciate Ruston. people sticking through because that was in the uh, post-game press conference. Mm. To stick those things out, I actually saw the post-game press conference on Friday night because I was, I was complaining about it a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And Nathan Buckley was talking. The microphones, yeah. Yeah, and uh, Channel 7, uh, hands up, they, um, they mic them up. But oh. the worst thing about it is they show them. I don't want to see the fucking oh. journalists. I, I just want to hear them. They yeah. had some weirdo, some bald dude with a moustache. Yeah, it's Robert. I don't, I don't want to fucking see that. Um, there was actually an interesting thing during the week, Adam, of a um, coach's survey. Oh, I like this. Do you reckon they went door to door? How do they do it? They ring them up? Send them a form. Mm-hmm. So they went through... Have a telemarketer calling during dinner? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Goodsy doing his telemarketing job? Just giving him a buzz? Uh, g'day, g'day, Clarko. So they asked some good, fun questions. The first one off the bat was yep. who will win the Premiership this year. Oh, okay. Okay. So 73% said Hawthorne. 73%. All right. Mm. So that's most of them. Yeah. Three quarters of the coaches. So that's 12 coaches. A little over 12 coaches. So 13 coaches thereabouts. Uh, well, I think it's going to end up being 14 coaches. Yeah. Okay. Because... One coach said GWS. Yep, I reckon we can guess who that is. One said Fremantle. Right. One said West Coast. Yeah, okay. One said Collingwood. <laughs> okay, well, he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine that's, that's their team, isn't it? Well, surely it's Buckley saying Collingwood. But you know what's disappointing, though, is... Yeah, I understand that, and that good on Bucks for sticking by his team. Yeah. But that means that there's, there's only eight teams in the eight, right? Mm. There's... Uh, Seven coaches in there, if Bucks isn't one of them, and GWS aren't another one. Yeah. There's six other coaches who've gone, ah, Hawthorne are going to win it. And Frio. So there's yeah. seven, there's six coaches sitting in the eight who have said Hawthorne are going to win the flag. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's not great. <laughs> if you're a player, and players can't work that math out, but that is not great. So do you think Clarko maybe said Frio or Eagles or something? 
Do you think they... Oh, sorry, def- no, there's five. Do you think they deflect, though? Do you think they might deflect? Oh, so you don't think they pick... Oh, maybe it's uh, which side, aside from your own, mm. can win the flag. Oh, yeah, that might be the wording, but they oh. didn't word it like that on the thing. It well, says which club will win the premiership. Then in that case, there's a lot of coaches who I would get rid of immediately for not supporting your team. Hey, best defender in the AFL, okay. Alex, Alex Rance got 50%. I would go with uh, Alex Rance. Yeah, sorry, I didn't let you pick, did I? <laughs> uh, that's pretty good uh, pat on the back, though. How many? 50%. 50%, I like it. Mm. I like it. Uh, it would have been Jamo, but he doesn't shake hands. <laughs> and that, that just sticks in coaches' craws. Hey, who do you reckon is the best ruckman in the AFL, according to the coaches? The best ruckman is Toddy Goldstein. Yes, he did. He got 55 or so. 55%, I like it. Nick Nat, and then the big man from Fremantle. Oh, yeah. Peter Bell. (laughs) (laughs) They love him. Uh, Here's a good one. Who is the most important person in a footy club? 50%. Please tell me they said the boot stutter. No, actually, oh, no. Fuck. They said the coach, didn't they? They said the coach, They said yeah. the coach. What a pack of uh, arrogant motherfuckers. Yeah, they said themselves. They actually seem to have given them... All. Oh, here we go. Here's an interesting one. Yep. President, 0%. Wow. Stick that in your gob. Oh, you know who's turning in his grave now? Jeff Kennett. Yep. He just he has a grave in his backyard that he goes and lies in <laughs> <laughs> so he can turn in. Um, CEO got 37.5%. That's got to hurt the president, though, doesn't Nothing. it? Nothing. Eddie McGuire's just big gone, donut. He's just gone, fuck this. Oh, recruiting manager got zero. What? Yeah, zero. So up your jumper, Silvani. The, no. The, the, what, you're telling me the man who took Kane Lucas instead of Daniel Tarver got zero percent? What? How does that happen? Head of fitness and conditioning, 625 Oh, I reckon uh, Danky could make that bigger yeah. if you wanted to. <laughs> and captain. So, th- so I think the way it will break down, I think one said captain, one said head of fitness, Yep. nine said coach. Who do you think said head of fitness? Is that Kenny Hinckley? Mm. Because no. he was always about Dean Burgess. You know, they went over to Dubai. No, cleaner. Cleaner the most important for Ken oh, Hinkley. very good person point. who picked up the toilet roll. Was the boot stutter on that list? I don't think he was. But he's the Maybe heart. it's accepted that he's the most important. Yeah, okay. okay. He's it's the a heart real and question. Soul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> who is the heart and soul? Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, which are best midfielder? You could probably get this one. Uh, Fifey. Um, no, it was Zach Dawson. Oh, not bad. You know, when you, swing him, when you swing him into the middle, he goes all right. So, uh, Fifey, then and, Ablett, uh, then excuse Pendles. Me, excuse me, can I just apologise to any Fremantle fans out there who are just copying an absolute pasting from Michael <laughs> in the last five minutes? Um, what did I say? I said Zach Dawson. Yeah, you mocked him. Yeah, but Peter I'm Bell. not alone. Yeah. Oh, Peter Bell, this is just a little short joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, the umpire. Who, who followed, though? Who followed Fifey? Was uh, it um, Ablett. Ablett? Ablett and then Pendles. Okay. Oh, I'll go with that. Do you support Thursday night football? They're talking about having maybe 13 matches. I'm going to say, oh, I don't know what percentage is. I'm going 80% said yes. 93. 93, wow. Mm. So there's one coach who's going, ah, fuck that. One coach said, no, nah, I don't like working Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> you lazy motherfucker. <laughs> who would that have been? Who doesn't like a Thursday? You know who it is? It's Rodney Ede. Maybe there's good TV or something on yeah, Thursday. Yeah, exactly. He likes to stay at home. Watch he watches the footy, the footy show. show. <laughs> he goes, ah, oh, they're dressing up as girls. That's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> they're singing a parody song. This is uh, great. It's hilarious. Rocket loves that shit. Don't mess with his Thursdays. Let me think. Let's another one. Oh, here we go. When it comes to work-life balance. Uh-huh. Okay. So they're given three options. When it comes to work-life balance, I am getting better. I'm getting better at a life. Yep. Balance. 43%. Right. I am aware of a need to improve, 50%. So nine of them wow. said i got to okay. get better. Who's the one who said the following? Oh, here we go. What do you mean? Well, because it's 6% left. Yeah, you're right. Oh, that's good math. Thank you, mate. Then this is kind of a funny quote. <laughs> I can't get it right. Ooh. So that's an option. I can't get it right. <laughs> so there's three options, and you had to tick which one, and yeah. there's one, one dude. One going, dude. I can't fucking get it right. I can't get it right, mate. I don't fucking, I'm tried. I can't. I've tried. Who is it? I'm doing everything I can. Who could it be? Is it um, Rossi Lyon? Oh, he wouldn't be far from, I reckon. Kenny Hinckley? Didn't He's pretty Rossi passionate about football team. Jumping at the fence, jumping over the fence at 4am to get back in after leaving it. I don't think he leaves. I think he sleeps at the ground. Yeah, well, it's a nice little place. It is beautiful. Domain Stadium. Why wouldn't you sleep there? Um, and warm. Then, and then should a suspended player be allowed to win the Brownlow? Pretty even. 56% said yes and yep. 43 said no. Okay. Oh, here we go. I'd pre- I prefer to coach from the box or the bench. Wasn't it almost 100% from the box? Yeah. What yeah. a stupid question. Oh, well. 
What a fucking waste of time. They are. Oh, these coaches have got better things to do, Michael. Some of them haven't even got a, a work-life balance. No. There's one guy be, can't get it right. Exactly. They can't <laughs> be answering these stupid questions. Wouldn't it be pretty obvious, like, the ones who do want to coach from the ground? Yeah. The, I the mean, ones you regularly see coaching from the ground? most venture down to the bench at some stage? You know, uh, Leon Cameron went down to the ground yesterday in mm-hmm. the GWS game for, like, two minutes and then went back up to the coaches. Probably having another go at another umpire. Yeah. He punched him in the face. Yeah. Just went down. <laughs> Quick jab. <laughs> and then he's back up. <laughs> I can't get it right. <laughs> um, and then finally, uh, what's your preferred time for the grand final? I'm going to go with most of them, a majority saying traditional time, yeah, 2.30 or 3 o'clock. 62, so what's that? Maybe 10 of them. Yep. Said day. Um, th- oh, so they're not specific time. Three or four said twilight. Ooh, twilight. Interesting. And three or four said night time. Night. Not rocket aid. No, again, no. doesn't want to work at night. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's annoying the shit out of him. Saturday night, it's a big night. Yep. <laughs> Hang up. See, sits up, watches Rage. Yeah. <laughs> he loves that shit. <laughs> That'd be great. Rocket Eat programming Rage. Oh. Got a good name for it too. <laughs> that would be great. We've got a fucking it? clip coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Sharp, Sharp, can't watch it. <laughs> I love Adam Cooney. Fuck you guys. <laughs> Classic um, Rocket. Now, Adam, we um got to look at uh, one more thing about um, players um, in real life. Oh, yes. You like this one. And can, can we just say, we, we love the feedback that we're getting from the junk timers out there. When mm. you see a player in real life, when you give us feedback on the web, when you just tell us how fantastic we are. Because we, <laughs> we love being in contact with you. We, you know, yeah. we get mobbed down the street, Michael and I. Definitely. And we just love signing autographs, uh, getting selfies with you all. It, it's fantastic. This one's from Evan. Um, my flatmate saw Lance Whitnell eating a pie cool. out the front of an Ackland Street bakery the day he was named Carlton Captain. <laughs> Still wearing his blue track suit. Mate, that's a celebratory pie. That's a throwback. That's beautiful. Mate, what is wrong with that? You, you, are you having a crack at... at no, no. I, I don't see why being named Carlton Captain, he should change his routine at all. Exactly. It, what, what makes him happy? What got him there? He may as well stick to a routine. Mm-hmm. And um, should we have a quick... We had a bit of feedback too about the Wolfpack. Yes. Because we were all a bit fascinated last week about who they are. Well, how they got the nicknames. We yeah. were a little bit... We had no idea about purple for mm. Damien Barrett. Yeah. But the, the word came through that it was because his hair looked purple when he was doing an interview on the ground one day. Is that it was something the, like the that. general feedback we got? And, of course, they went with purple-headed warrior. Shortened it to purple. Which, yeah, which is a euphemism for a penis. Yeah, it should be. Oh, really? I didn't yes. know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. There we go. So there you go. And that makes more sense now, doesn't it? It does. Of course. Of course. He's yeah. a cop. Well, that's actually a good point because people were making penis references in tweets and stuff. Yes. And I was thought they just didn't like him. No, 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 no. In that's fact, where it's it is. Actually, yeah. Okay, gotcha. And the fact that when he gets excited, he... No, anyway. Uh, so perps. Is he probably perps? I think just purple. Okay. Because that's short for purple-headed warrior. You can't shorten that even more. <laughs> that, would be, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> um, Gary Lyon is called... Oh, this is an email from... Uh, let me look up uh, Hugh. Thank you, Hugh. Um, Gary Lyon is wolf because he's a loner. Oh, yeah. Okay, and he just likes yep. the company of people outside his media commitments. Oh. So Gary, he probably just goes home and watches game tapes. He's a hater. Yeah. He's a bit of a hater, isn't he? You know, he's got to prepare his... Um, uh, uh, what do you call it? The um, the access all areas. No, well they're that. They're that. Also, good call, bad call. Yeah, that doesn't just happen. No, you've got to go home and think about that. Yeah, five, six days a week before yeah. he can get on a Monday night. Well, I imagine he gets home on a Monday night and then just uh, just starts writing next week's good, good call, call. Bad. Yeah. Because <laughs> what if he says good call and it's actually a bad call? Oh, that's you don't want that on your egg on, on your, your face. Yeah, you don't want that in your resume. Um, and also, you've got to rehearse that little arrow thing he does after Caro's arrow. Caro's arrow, yeah. That doesn't just happen. <laughs> that little... Pu-ting. Yeah. <laughs> the Wolfpack are his Twitter followers. Oh. Yeah. So it's not the, it's not the commentary team. No. So the Wolfpack are the Twitter followers yeah. who he engages with during the broadcast. Gotcha. Okay. Purple Herd Warrior. They've got um, uh, Damien Barrett. Um, well, Spud. We know Spud. We know Spud. We know Spud. Spud. Farming. Yep. JB doesn't really have a nickname, but yeah, they, they mentioned JB. Yep. Um, the chief, obviously, Jason Dunstall. And he got the chief, as I didn't. I, I suppose I did realise because he was head of Hawthorne Football Club. Oh, I didn't you remember that? Yeah. No. Mm. So that was uh, end of 04. Okay. Uh, and then I hadn't heard this one before. Luke Darcy is the Duke. The Duke, yeah. Mm. Is that Luke the Duke? Is it just rhyming it for some reason? Luke, could could, could be. Could have been puke. This frequently lambasted, he's frequently lambasted for his unusually skinny head. Yep. And labelled as pencil head or variants of. <laughs> yeah. Pencil head. He's um, pretty fit, Luke. 
Yes. Still pretty fit. Yeah, he's doing all right. Hmm. Oh, good on you, right. Dars. Yeah. He'd be making, no. a lot of, making a lot of money, wouldn't he? Good on you, the Duke. Yeah. Making a packet, wouldn't he? Yes. Doing let's not go into how much... Doing the radio... Yeah, let's not get. They'd into all how be much... making a packet. Yeah, Look let's at them not get into how much footy commentary. All these make, people mate. be making it. They got TV stuff on top of radio stuff. Yep. We're in the wrong fucking industry, mate. Podcasting. Mate, Wayne Jackson Studios. Uh, do, you, do you not get paid here? I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm going to get a job on Channel Seven calling the footy, and also on Triple M calling the footy and doing breakfast radio. Mate, I, we're going to do the like live show. We're going to million dollars. How much are the tickets for the live show? They're free. Oh fuck. <laughs> We've made a huge error. A uh, live show, Adam. Um. August 30. 30? Yep. You're all across this. August 30 is 4pm at the Imperial Hotel in Burke Street in the city at the top, opposite Parliament House. Come on down. Wear your jumpers, wear your scarves. I'll yeah. put on my little Hawthorne jumper with my steel written on the back. Oh, of course you fucking will. You wore that to a wedding. Oh, no. I took it to a wedding. You took it to a wedding <laughs> and you put it on at a wedding. I took... Remember I took it to Lemo's wedding last year? I took yes. two Hawthorne jumpers. Yeah. And they didn't get worn. <laughs> and that was just weird. I was just a guy hanging around at a wedding with two yeah. Hawthorne jumpers. <laughs> just in case there's an emergency. Yeah. <laughs> if anything goes down. So, as we said, 30th of August... Uh, 30th of August at 4pm at the Imperial Hotel. Special mm. guest Lemo at this stage. Yeah. Us two talking shit. It's going to be fun. Yeah. And then we're going to sing the horses. Yeah. It's going to be an inspirational live oh, show. Oh, fuck, it's going to be good. When we have a stirring live show, we've got to sing the horses. We have to. Hey, that wraps it up, Adam. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. We are junktimeafpod at Gmail. We're junktimeafpod on Twitter and Facebook. Thank you for all your messages. Uh, keep them coming. We we're going to it. see you at the live show on August 30, 4 p.m. on a Sunday at the Imperial Hotel. Go Hawks. Kokonakis banged all your girlfriends. <laughs>Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.